Welcome to the Fantasy Fam Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, coming at you from Rain Man Studios here in Northern Jersey. I'm on the mic with my brother, Sven, and our cousin, Keele. Tonight, we're talking about the toughest position in all of sports, which is currently perceived as the least important position in fantasy football. While we may not disagree, we're here to debunk the lack of importance and tell you why all positions matter. All teams require a QB, so you may as well draft someone on the verge of domination. You can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. We're on most podcast platforms, including iTunes and now on iHeartRadio. So before we jump in here, Andrew Luck again is teasing us with an injury, and Jimmy GQ looks like he's never played football before. You guys concerned? Um... I, I'll start. Luck still, I once again, I, I have moved him down in my rankings. I don't want to talk about him this episode at all uh, because I can't make a judgment until I know he's healthy. But it does worry me about his injury. It does have an impact on people like Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, um, you know, Eric Ebron. So I'm a little worried. Um, but with Jimmy G, that one I'm not as worried about, actually. And I don't even like Jimmy G. Um, I'm not as worried about it because he's coming back from an ACL injury. He's getting the rust off. He's trying to, you know, get into the offensive you know, mindset. Um, so I'm not that worried about Jimmy G. But the luck one is more of a monitoring situation. I don't care about practice. I don't care about – we're talking about – Jimmy practice. G looks bad. Practice? He looked bad. We're talking about practice. Like <laughs> Practice? Yeah. Like Andrew I'm not... Luck, yes. Andrew Luck, uh, I'm very upset because he was my number one, and I think he was your number one. Um, probably even you, brother. Nope. But uh, he was mine. All right. Well, he was your number two, maybe. He was he was definitely your top four. But it's very upsetting because the Colts could have been a playoff. I mean, they're they're a Super Bowl contender with that team right now. So but obviously yeah. without Andrew Luck. But Jimmy G, ugh, the guy makes a crap ton of money. And it's like what? Like what what are you doing? So he's, he's coming back stretch, right? when he first came uh came over to the 49ers. He had a couple a couple of really, really, really good games. Yeah. Yeah, he. I mean, he's coming back from an ACL injury. It's not that he, easy. He misses that. He misses that Belichick uh, system. I mean, <laughs> Shanahan's got a great mind too. I'm not gonna. You know. Oh, he totally does. He totally does, and he's gonna have some pretty solid weapons with him. In, I mean, Garoppolo's Ryan, so. Garoppolo. Besides the injury, Garoppolo's not even in my top twenty anyway. So I'm not too worried. It's luck that I'm worried. Me neither. About. Yeah, if you're a fan of Jimmy G, you like what you saw because his ADP is going to drop. This is a tough one because this dude is like a minefield and he won't stop talking. Ever since his, his time at Texas Tech, Oklahoma, they, they didn't even ask him a question and he decided to throw some shade at my boy Daniel Jones in New York. Why can't you just focus on yourself, Baker Mayfield? We've seen what's happened to you in the past when you run your mouth. You get jettisoned, suspended, booted. I mean, he's done fairly well. I think for good reason we all have him in our top eight. I might move him down just on principle, but... Kyle, why do you think he's going to have a great year? This guy that will shut. Well, first off, this is a family show, so please don't, uh, please don't curse. <laughs> he, he bleeped it. He bleeped I did. it. I, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Bleeped myself. Um, I mean, why wouldn't you love Baker Mayfield this year? The guy has more fire than any player I've ever seen, probably ever. Like he, he lit a fire in Cleveland. Like, he lights the world on fire, and I love it. Yeah. Um, he lit the LeBron, jer- LeBron jersey on fire. We're t- okay, we're talking about an offensive line that did, you know, did get a little bit um, did get a little bit worse when they traded for Olivier Vernon, right? So we're talking about that's a that's a piece. They went from you know a top twelve, top fifteen offensive line. I think they're about top fifteen to top twenty now. Um, but you add Odell Beckham, okay? 
you have Jarvis Landry, you have David Njoku, you have just other serviceable players around there, including Nick Chubb. Uh, they got rid of Duke, you know, Duke Johnson. I get that. However, last year, Baker Mayfield was extremely efficient when he played. I mean, we're talking about pass attempt distance. He was number eight uh, with money throws, which is a very convoluted category. I had to search. He was number six. Um, passing touchdowns, he was number 11, even though he missed what? He didn't play the first, what, like three, two and a half games um, of the season. We're talking about a guy who I would have given my life for if the Jets had drafted. And I love Sam Darnold, don't get me wrong. But I would have been extremely happy if the Jets would have drafted Baker Mayfield. He was a rookie quarterback last year who performed and stepped up in big games for a franchise that had not seen anything but struggles for the past decade. And he gave them hope. And I don't think there's any reason to look past that at the present moment. Is he going a little early? Yes. He is going in the mid-sixth round at this point. He's going as a top-four quarterback. Uh, do I think he's going to finish as a top-four quarterback? Not exactly. I think his potential is top-six, top-seven. Um, but I understand the reach for him. I understand the flair and the you know, love for him. I did state not too long ago that I thought Baker could throw for potentially 5,000 yards this year. And I kind of stand by it. I do think he could throw for 4,500 to 4,700 yards total. So I like Baker this year. He's in my top six, and that's probably not going to change. Definitely being drafted a little bit too high. I totally agree with you on that. He, I just really like this offense a lot. Like you said, Nick Chubb, you got Kareem, you got Kareem Hunt coming back after week eight. Who knows what they're going to do with him? David Njoku, even Higgins, Callaway, well, these other guys that are going to step up and also give him, you know, hope on the outside. So yeah. the, the Beckham trade, I think, was the biggest thing for their offense so that Landry doesn't have to be the number one now. So you got Beckham, Landry, who have played together for many, many years. I just think he's going a little bit too high for my, for my blood. Yeah, last year when he actually did play between week three and 16, which was – in most leagues, the fantasy final. He was only the 14th ranked quarterback. Well, I'll add one thing just to go off of what I said before is for those, you know, wondering what a money throw is, according to player profile, uh, profiler, a money throw is a pass requiring exceptional skill or athleticism, as well as critical throws executed in clutch moments. He was number six at that. How you stat that out, I'm still not sure. But to be number six as a rookie quarterback, when it comes to money throws with exceptional skill and athleticism in clutch moments, I will take that. Who created that? I don't know that how that's a stat. That is amazing. <laughs> I don't know how they consider that a stat, but you know what? They seem like they're doing a great job over there. It works. So, yeah. Sounds like it works. Must be that fire. Well, he's got to pack a matches, right? Because he's going to have to do better than 14th ranked quarterback, I would say. All right. Here is a rookie quarterback this season. His name is Kyler Murray. Um, Kyle, you and I actually both had him ranked in our top eight prior to last week's preseason debacle. I still do personally. I think the team is going to be so atrocious that they're going to be down by 20 to 30 points. And I mean, there's no real stat that I can, that I can back this up with at this time, except for rookie coaches historically struggle and their defense is terrible because their defensive coordinator from a few years back who had a top seven in three years every year, James Betcher, New York Giants. Thank you. Historically, what happens when a team's down 20 or 30 in the second half, their defense plays off the ball. He's going to rack up garbage points and run all over the field because their offensive line is atrocious. They did not do a lot to upgrade it. Justin Pugh needs to stay healthy if they're going to have any sort of protection. His ADP, currently I believe it's in the ninth-ish round. That may be slightly high if he's going ahead of the likes of Russell, which we'll, we'll get to. But 
I think in an offense that's going to try and pass the ball almost every play, they're going to run a lot of plays. Cliff Kingsbury runs a ton of plays. He's going to throw to David Johnson. They drafted four wide receivers this, this year. Mini Mahomes, garbage points count in fantasy, fellas. That, that's all I'm saying. Mini Mahomes. I, I love garbage points. Garbage points <laughs> yeah. is amazing for fantasy. Blake Bortles. That's how Blake Bortles became a top Blake Bortles, exactly. Yeah. It works. Kyler is tiny out there. He is really, really tiny. But he is so freaking fast. So that, I think, right there makes him a potential top 10 quarterback for sure. Now, obviously, he's going to have – he's going to be running for his life behind that terrible offensive line. So I'm very, intri- I'm very intrigued to see. I could see him finishing in the top 10, but I could also see him finishing well outside of the top 10. Historically, rookie quarterbacks do not have quarterback one seasons. Um, it's just a fact. Uh, it's never, you know, been a a case that can be stated with and a rookie coach too. Yeah, a rookie coach, um, a rookie quarterback. It's not really a match made in heaven for fantasy owners. However, if anybody was more, there's nobody. Let's put it this way: there's no one who was more efficient than Kyler Murray was last year in college. Okay, he was the best player in college football. He can run. He can throw with precision. He can throw the deep ball. I mean, he's an unbelievable talent. That's he college. He wouldn't have been – I know, but he wouldn't have been drafted in the first round of the MLB draft and the NFL draft if it weren't, you know, the fact that he is unbelievably talented at what he does. And they say he's too small to be an outfielder too. <laughs> well, which – I mean, he's too small to hit home runs maybe. But I mean, look at Aaron Judge. If yeah, you're comparing well, yeah. him to Aaron Judge, of course, anybody's – I just – there's not enough of a sample size – other than watching him in those last few games of, the se- like, of this college season last year, like, there's not enough of a, of a sample size to judge this on. What you can judge him on is what the pieces that are around him. A lot of rookies, um, including a head coach, you know, the aging and veteran Larry Fitzgerald is a great one. The emerging potential of Christian Kirk is another. But an offensive line that's going to be ranked probably 30th to 32nd in the league. Just not a great offensive line. Nothing to protect him. But Russell Wilson never had a good offensive line. Okay. Russell Wilson does very much the similar things that Kyler Murray does. He is he figured much, it out. very much the same size as Kyler Murray is with very much the limited, I don't want to say weapons because I think Seattle has actually had less weapons than Kyler Murray has in Arizona. But I think this, I think there is a chance that he finishes a top 12 quarterback, but watching that first preseason game was a uh, second preseason game. Sorry. Was tough. I mean, really hard to watch against one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in Oakland. I moved him down. He was my number seven quarterback, I think. I moved him um, down a little bit, he's too. He's now like 13, 14, something like that for me. Will he go up before the season starts? Yes. Because um, I'll probably watch the preseason game number three, and he'll be electrifying, and I'll want to move him back up. So um, I like Kyler Murray. I think he's a great uh, potential this year, but to draft him in the mid-ninth as like a top 12 quarterback is a little hard to do. Without way too high. He's going progress. way too high. He's going before. He's, he's ADP is before Russell Wilson. Come on, guys. His feet make him more valuable. Yeah, and he's, if, he's, if his ADP is going to fall after that game, if I have any other drafts until then, that's great news for me if I'm a fan, which I am. And in a few leagues where I actually drafted him, I think he's been the 10th to 14th quarterback off the board so regardless of round, that's that's when I got him, which to me was value. And then I picked up the likes of like Mitchell Trubisky, Josh Allen. There's Philip Rivers is still around. Your boy Dak wasn't even drafted, brother. In some of that's these, ridiculous. Deep bench. People are drafting two quarterbacks. Why not? 
if I'm going to get Trubisky or Josh Allen as my backup with Ky- with Kyler Murray, who I think they all have tremendous upside, I'm not I'm not upset reaching for reaching for Kyler, waiting for somebody else. I got Trubisky ahead of Kyler actually. Yeah, I yeah I think if you draft if you if you have your sights set on Kyler Murray as your quarterback one, which I don't love, but if you have your sights set on him as your quarterback one, please pair him with. Tom Brady with Kirk Cousins with Philip Rivers pair him with a seasoned vet who you know has a stable floor. Kyler Murray might have the highest ceiling of any player besides Patrick Mahomes, but he also but he might could have- also <laughs> yeah so four interceptions yeah. one one touchdown. Yeah, yeah, don't pair him with Lamar Jackson. Okay. <laughs> like, oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Just don't do it. Don't. don't. That could be a very frustrating and long yeah. season. <laughs> Even somebody like Mitch Trubisky, I wouldn't pair them together in a like redraft league. Not in a best ball league, absolutely. But in a redraft league, they both are that. Uh, unless your team is stacked in other positions where you have yeah. top running backs, top wide receivers, you got Kelsey or. Yeah, if that's your only two quarterbacks, then, then go Josh for it. Allen, Josh Allen, Mitch Trubisky, like ones that I still have some my questions about, then no. It's almost like a reversal of last year when Patrick Mahomes was going in the 10th to the 14th round and you already had like Cam Daddy or people drafting Brady real early last year who turned out to be a mess. Oh, wait, I have. Patrick Mahomes on my bench. Yeah. Number one QB. Yep. Yeah. Fun season. Fun season. <laughs> Another polarizing figure. We're going to jump around a little bit here to the NFC East. My favorite division, Carson Wentz. Mm. So he's missed games um, each of his past two seasons. Nick Foles, Nick the Quick is gone. Before he went down two years ago when they actually won the Super Bowl without him, he was in the running for MVP. And in the 14 games he played, statistically, he was the second overall quarterback quarterback in fantasy. So the question, obviously, everybody is asking, which I pose to you gentlemen now, because we all have him and our consensus rank is in the top 12 to 14 is, is he going to reclaim his former glory? I think that the Eagles, they're, they, you have to be smart. They have to be very smart with him. He is their franchise quarterback. Now, they just got Jordan Howard. They drafted Miles Sanders. They have Darren Sproles coming back. Deshaun Jackson is there. They want to use him, obviously, in the offense. Uh, Dallas Godert. But I think that they're going to try to run the ball a little bit more this season with Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders because they don't have Nick Foles. Carson Wentz goes down. They're not looking at a Nick Foles-type guy for a backup. It's, I want to see him succeed because I – I really like Carson Wentz. He plays for the Eagles, though, and brother and I, you know, we we don't want that. Don't we don't we don't want to see. He's like a good guy, though. As, exactly, he's from you know he's from uh, like the Dakotas, North you know, Dakota, eh? Dakota, so, <laughs> North Dakota State. Eh? So I want to see him succeed. His health is very concerning, though. The past two seasons, it's just I I don't I don't like it. I don't. Well, one I of can them, see ACL tears are different, like. I don't consider ACL, ACL tears to be injury history. Uh, the back thing is a problem because that's degenerative. Like that can they have a good offensive your... line too, though. They do. One yeah. of the best. They have a very good offensive, the best line. offensive Exactly. Line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I am the highest on Carson Wentz out of the three of us, and I don't know if that has anything to do with a Giants fan and a Cowboys fan being here. But <laughs> could be. Could <laughs> be. Um, <laughs> Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz for me is a top five guy this year in fantasy and in the Ooh. NFL. I do. I think, I think he is a top five quarterback. I think he has all the intangibles to be a top five quarterback. Uh, do you have him at five? I do have him at five. Ooh. 
uh, last year, I mean, before he, before he got injured, before he stopped playing for the season, um, he, I mean, his completion percentage was almost 70%. I mean, oh, he was he was lights out. This isn't a guy who's dinking it off like you know an Alex Smith or Sam Bradford. And this is a guy who airs it out. Seventy percent completion percentage through the first eleven games of the season. Twenty-one to seven touchdown to interception ratio. I was just saying he was averaging like three his, and a half touchdowns a game. His efficiency was unbelievable. He had a QB rating that was higher than his almost MVP season in twenty seventeen before he went. Oh down. boy, you know what I mean? Like, I I think he is the one of the best players in the NFL. He has a good system around him. He has, you know, I mean, Jordan Howard, we don't love, obviously. But you add in Miles Sanders. You have Nelson Aguilar, who still has a nice role in that offense. Alshon Jeffrey. You add in J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I mean, Zach Ertz. I I just, I think there's so many pieces around him that he cannot fail. A great offensive line. I think Doug Peterson is a good coach. I wouldn't say he's as great as some people say. I think he's a very good coach. But the fact is, is that they have a very talented team. Yeah. And the fact that last year he put up better metrics and better like averages than he did in 2017 when he was unbelievable means that there's no reason he should see any type of a dip. If he is back healthy, then I think he is a top five quarterback. If he dips, you dip. Will his, is his draft stock dip? We dip. And I dip and you dip. Do, do, do. I dip. Sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think he's – I don't think there's any reason people should be too worried about that because there's been nothing out that says, you know, Carson Wentz is dealing with something lingering from last year or lingering from two years ago. Um, he's going in the middle of the seventh, which I think is a pretty decent value for him. I think that's good value. Yeah. Quarterback six, he's going between Matt Ryan, Drew Brees. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with if that. You have him, if you have him as your five quarterback, then that's – that's, Yeah. That's I mean, really he's, good. he's right around – yeah, he's right around where I would value him personally. What scares me personally and every defense that has to play them is the re-addition of Deshaun Jackson, which seemingly is healthy. He has, what, four, two, five blazing speed. Apparently, they've been practicing a lot on the deep ball. And Didn't even mention him shit. And you know, doing very well, actually, yeah. in practice, them oh. too. And Building up a nice Giants. rapport. The Giants. He kills yeah. the Giants. Battle of the Metal. What was it? The, not Battle of the Metal Ends. The uh, Miracle of the Metal Ends. Oh, that, that punt return? Is that what yeah, you're talking about? That's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> sorry, don't, sorry, sorry. Don't punt it to Deshaun. Kick it out of bounds. Okay. Kick it somewhere else, okay. anywhere else. And it's to him. Kick a line right to him. Like, hit it off of a lineman. <laughs> and what does he do? Right to him. That was something that I almost lost my friend, the TV. Oh, boy. I would have threw something at it. He's going to have to yell. But when the dog's around, you have to keep yelling, good girl, even if it sounds like you're getting angry, because then, then it's fine. <laughs> It's okay. But your dog starts yelling with you. It's okay. <laughs> when she starts barking, all she's telling you is, everything's okay. It's all right. They're going to win the next game. So the, the Deshaun uh, connection is, you know, slightly concerning with the, with the big arm and the, you know, downfield sch- schematics. You're absolutely right. It should be concerning for other defenses. <laughs> and they have yeah. a good defense, the Eagles, too. Yeah. Like, they just – they have, have a, a good, good team. team. They have a, very, they have a very good team. Yeah. They should be a good team. I hate to admit it, but I mean, if you look at if you look at the facts, the personnel, the coaching, the data, they're they're they should be a good team, honestly. So. And it all circles exactly. it it all circles around Wentz because Nick Foles is gone. Can't rely on Nick. Foles. Wentz, Wentz goes down. 
Jordan so Howard is team completely changes to your point, brother. Jordan Howard is going to get. He had 250 carries last year on the Bears. He is going to get. Stop. One, I, I don't see him getting under 185 carries. Seriously, he's get a ton of carries. He has to. I almost just fell out of my chair. He did. He had on the Bears. That is a lot, a lot of carries. Yeah. He's going to do it again. Not but, an average three yards per Wentz carry. A little bit, definitely, definitely early on. Carson Wentz is not going to throw as many times as he has in the past. But I mean, we'll see. That's why they play the game, right? All right, here's a here's a game I'm going to throw at you guys. Name this QB. Going to give you some statistics. You may know who it is. You most likely know who it is. So he's finished. Wait, wait until the end as well, please. Thank you. <laughs> he's finished in the top nine in five of the last six seasons, and he was top 12 in all six seasons. He finished in the top three thrice, and he finished first in 2017. Who am I? Big Ben? Matt Ryan? Ooh, wow, no. Incorrect. He's proven he can succeed without an offensive line, but his best pal, Doug Baldwin, retired. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, baby. I felt like that was a trap. (laughs) I kind of – yeah, I didn't know. I think yeah. Ben, Matt Ryan were actually good answers. <laughs> He's been a top twelve quarterback every season. Oh, Matt Ryan was the twenty seventeen wasn't as bad. Good, never mind. Yeah, you're. Yeah, sorry. No, I mean those guys yeah. are probably not. Too they were good far. guesses. They're not too far. But behind. Russell, and that and that's great that you bring him up. He does it every single year. He seems to find a way, and it's maybe it's playing in Seattle. Hey, this is a first year. This is the first year going into the season that Russell Wilson doesn't have a bottom 10 offensive line. Okay. Ooh. We're talking about a team that ran the ball second most of any team in the NFL last year, which takes a huge burden off of the quarterback position. But he still throws a lot, though, yeah. which is the funny thing. Well, it's not that he throws a lot. So... He, throws, he throws efficiently. He's very efficient. <laughs> Some games There's he will different. throw a lot, but yes, oh, yeah. so I, I totally understand you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I – I like Russell Wilson. I don't love him. I think we've gone through this a, a little. Um, I don't love it just because the weapons just aren't there anymore. They're, they're moving towards that good off, better offensive line, good running situation, running run-first offensive coordinator, no great receivers besides Tyler Lockett, who I think is a serviceably good receiver. Who's the tight end? Yeah. We have Will Disley coming back from injury, who I think is the tight end. But like, and David Moore's not doing anything. You know what I mean? Like, so I just I don't see this – Look, Russell Wilson is still in my top eight. Okay, I like Russell Wilson just because Me too. seven. We're looking at six hundred and fifty to seven hundred rushing yards. We're looking, you know, at at a guy who has shown that he can step up in big games. However, there is question marks because he doesn't really have a supporting cast around him. He has nothing. I mean, he has a great running game. That's it. They say they want to pass the ball more to the running backs. I'm hoping Chris Carson. Big fan of Chris Carson. I hope they use him more in the passing game. That could definitely help Russell a little bit because they didn't do that. They didn't really do that much last year. They definitely tried to run the ball a lot, but I'm hoping Carson can get up to if what Pete Carroll's saying is correct, you know, up to 50 catches or around there. Yeah. What did he have last year? 20, 20 receptions on 24 targets. If he can catch even 40. Yeah. His potential back 35 one right there. Yeah. 35. 35 to 40, you're looking at a guy who could be top 14 running back. So he's going to get the I'll opportunities. Fourth round, yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, I mean, if I can get him at that four turn, like, you know, you have that, like, uh, you have, like, that late uh, round pick. Like, you have, like, the 10th, 11th, 12th pick. So in that early fourth round pick, I mean, yikes. That'd be awesome to get him as your number two running back or number three. 
Kyler's going two picks before Russell right now. Yeah. Hmm. How do you feel about that? I, I don't. How do you guys feel about that? I don't love either. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm fine. Yeah. But like you said, Kyler, you moved out of your top 10. I had him. Both of you guys had him in your top 10, top eight, I believe. Now me, yeah. I moved him up to my seven. Now he's back down to 15 for me. I'm going to try and go uh, off of the advice of a previous guest, Joey P, that said, the preseason doesn't matter, you know? It doesn't. It really doesn't. That's what he is, right? But it's, it's still scary. Gotta take a, you got to take a little <laughs> bit of note. Exactly. You got to watch mean, a little bit of it. He's, he's still healthy? He can, as Kyle said, yikes. He still hasn't gotten – yeah. He's still healthy, which is yeah. positive, positive for Jimmy G, right? Because you can't score fantasy points if you're not. If you're not on the field, yeah. I'd, exactly. Suit up, A.B. Yeah. Put the helmet like, on, buddy. Let's go. Like our boy Murph says, rule of 16. Play 16 games. Yeah. That's it. That's that's like three-quarters of the battle right there. When when the season starts, everybody has the same ranking. Everybody has the same stat line. Boom. So it's where they go from there. Love it. Well said. A little too positive for me. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Write that I don't down. Like, I don't positive. like this positivity. Uh, you sounded uncomfortable. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I take it as a, a backhand compliment and move on. Kyle, Cam Newton, Cam Daddy Newton. You have him – as the only one of us three ranked in the top 10. Is it only because – it can't only because of my boy Curtis Samuel, can it? Cam is a top 10 quarterback. Every year. Uh, every single year. He finds a way. It's, it's so like, frustrating. I don't get this one. I don't. Okay, the shoulder thing last year – or right, that was why he missed time was the shoulder. Situation. Yeah, his shoulder thing, yeah. Okay. Uh, if anything, the team got better. <laughs> like – DJ Moore in his second year, Curtis Samuel coming into his own, Greg Olson back healthy, McCaffrey. For like, the first two games. They have a good offensive line too. Like I seriously, like I, I don't understand how people don't have him in their top 12. I don't get it. Okay. I have Cam at number nine and I think that's still too low. I think Cam is a guy, 3,500 passing yards, 26 passing touchdowns, seven, 650 yards uh, rushing, six touchdowns. I mean, the, <laughs> I have him just shy, like you know, a little shy of what you just this is, said. <laughs> it's so frustrating to me. They have a top ten offensive line. Okay, Cam has never had a protective like line ever. Okay, one he, of the best receiving backs, has, if not the he best. He has the best receiving back. The, back the best receiving back. He has a really nice tandem wide receivers and tight ends around him, including Greg Olson and Ian Thomas. Uh, this I'm like this frustrates me. Okay, he is a top. 10 guy you should feel good about it though because his adp is falling and you can scoop him right it's unbelievable like he's in the eighth as of right now i believe he's going in the eighth round first of all i Late think the panthers round i think the panthers finished with a better record than every other team in the in the nfc south they started off so yeah. hot last season what did they start six and one yeah, and I, then finished the season eight and eight yes that is, that is correct not good they looked they looked so good in the beginning of the season they blew it. Cam Daddy, and that's and that's what the team they he needs to perform. Obviously, your quarterback has to perform, but I got him at seventeen right now. That River, may change. Yeah, Riverboat Ron needs to keep his job too, so they need yes, to, that yeah. he does finally. So he's, I think he's been there he, for a little bit. He might be on the hot seat. So at this point, I think Cam's playing for that too. And uh, there, I just I love Cam this year. I really do. He is one of my favorite quarterbacks this year. I have some good news for you because he just went up in my rankings. Woo! 
He's just outside the top 10. I believe now he is my 12th ranked quarterback. Oh, finally. Someone has, someone else has him in their top 12. Like in the past, like two minutes, he just went up. <laughs> I made it, I made a very convincing case. He's he currently ahead of Jimmy G now. Very Are you serious? I have everybody ahead of Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy G's 22 <laughs> for me. He's 26 for me. <laughs> he's a, still he's over 3,000 yards. He is and will forever be ahead of, of Jimmy G. So here we get to a very interesting and very relevant topic because drafts are coming up. Gentlemen, what round is it okay to draft a QB? Is that it? What number what round? Because I There's a second part, but I decided okay. to stop sure, and wait sure. until it's, you guys it's really know. how you value yeah. quarterback. I mean, you gotta know your league. Obviously, that's number one. And stock up on your running backs wide receivers early i we like waiting i know all three of us do i like waiting as well you can get someone like james winston big ben kirk cousins which i'm sure you're gonna mention in a, in a second Keeley. i like waiting at least 10th but then again you don't know your particular type of league we just took deshaun watson in one league with our buddies podcast and listeners okay we what in the seventh round there was nobody out there, though. There was zero value for the guys that we wanted to pick. Right. So it depends on it. It depends on we, who's around. It depends on the league. It, exactly, yeah. and that is the biggest thing that you need to focus on when you are drafting in general, but quarterbacks more specifically. I mean, if if, if there's a back, run, don't be scared. Don't don't feel like well, you yeah, need to you don't, have one. To, don't you can either follow the run or you know go with them. Um, the thing is, is that if you go back to 2018 go through the guys who finished as the top 12 quarterbacks in 2018, okay? One, two, three, four, five out of the top 12 were actually drafted as top 12 quarterbacks. Ooh. Okay. Deshaun, Rodgers, Russell. And Big that's Ben. All no, Big Ben, I don't think was drafted as a top 12. Cam. Ooh, yes. And luck. Look, Mahomes was the 15th quarterback taken off the board last year. Matt Ryan, the 13th. Ben, the 14th. Jared Goff, the 16th. Dak, the 23rd. Phillip Rivers, the 12th. Okay? They all finished as top 12 quarterbacks. Okay? They're <laughs> it's there. Really it's no there. reason. Stats really are there. no reason to take a quarterback based on those stats. However, okay, there were the top quarterbacks not in the top 12 uh, by the end of the season it was, um, who were drafted outside the top 12. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, Garoppolo, and Stafford. All of them were drafted as top 12 quarterbacks, and none of them finished inside the top 12. Garoppolo got hurt. Well, Wentz whatever. Got hurt. I don't, I don't care. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> if you so actually go back, this, the same can well. be said about 2017. Alex Smith was undrafted. Jared Goff was undrafted. Both of them oh, finished Alex inside Smith. the top 12 in 2017. If, if Carson Wentz falls to the ninth round, I'm probably going to take him, even though I don't like taking a quarterback before the 10th, 11th, 12th round. If Aaron Rodgers falls to the eighth round, I'm going to take him. You know what I mean? Like, there is no set guideline saying, no, I have to take four running backs. I have to take four wide receivers with my first eight picks. There's nothing that says that. It's all based purely on value. But what we're saying, all three of us, for the most part, are saying is that the quarterback value doesn't have to be the ones taken early. There's plenty of quarterback value being drafted in the 10th, 11th, 12th, or undrafted. Meanwhile, running backs, wide receivers, not so much. Kirk Cousins is going at the end of the 12th. Yeah. So is Dak Prescott. 
both can finish top 15. Sam Darnold. top 10. Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, these are guys who actually have the t- potential to have uh, top 12 upside, but it's not even about that. We don't even care so much about top 12. We care about guys we can play. These are guys that are going to have top 12 weeks. That's all we care about is each individual week. Can they finish as a top quarterback and score the most amount of points each given week? And they all can. My next question I'm actually going to answer first and then see what you guys think. If you include week 17 of the 2018 season, we saw a total number of 41 different QB ones. So the question is, can you play the waiver every week and just pick a different quarterback as your starter? No. Sounds brutal. No. You cannot not like do tight that. end. Not like tight end. <laughs> no, you cannot do you, that. You, you probably could, but you would have to hit on the money every single week. You definitely You're can. not going to get – I don't. I don't want that. I don't want to have that like cringeworthiness like you every single to. week. No, 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 no. Of course you can. No, 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 no. You, you could. You can you? Could. Okay. You yes. I will rephrase. Can you? Yes. Would I? No. Or should you? Probably not. I'd rather take a backup quarterback. I'd rather take a backup quarterback than if. if we're, okay. <laughs> let's go under that mindset. Let's take a quarterback. Taysom Hill. There no, you I go. don't mean that backup. I mean somebody on your fantasy team backup. Like, say, I would rather take like Sam Darnold as my only quarterback. And then play the waiver wire after that and figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather just take him as my last pick and then figure it out. Like, I'm not trying to stream a quarterback each and every week because the matchups could be awful. I mean, <laughs> like, give, me, give, me, give me Fitzpatrick and then, oh, he's down. Okay, give me John yeah. Rosen. Yeah, in yeah, game. No. Yeah, in no, game thanks. could be. Well, here are some names, though. Think about it. That you could have literally just thrown a dart. And it's, it's a week-to-week thing, of course, but you're, you're battling every week. Uh, Brock Osweiler. I was about to say that. CJ Bethard. Oh. Case Keenum. Um, Josh Johnson. Here's the best one, Kyle. Kyle Allen. I'm had a top nauseous. 12 week. I'm getting more and nauseous. Boy, as you say and Andy Dalton. They all had a QB one week. Well, just one. <laughs> just, just one. Exactly. One just, one. That's it, just one. Just one. You just need him for that one week. You have a one in 17 chance. Good luck. <laughs> and you hope you start him yeah. that week. Look, I don't value the QB position much, but – you have to have a, a big set of you-know-what to do that. Okay? Yes, and you have to have a very solid core. Core, oh, yeah. yes. Running back, wide receiver, top tight ends, killer defense. I might try it. I mean, I, I might try it this year at this rate. I might, I might do it just to see what's out there because think about it. Even if there's 12-team league and everybody drafts two quarterbacks and you draft none, that's 22 quarterbacks taken off the board. I'm in so many leagues. Usually, you might as well give it a that's shot. That's ten. No, that's ten. That's ten available starting quarterbacks. Think about that. There's ten available starting quarterbacks, and then four or five backups, give or take. I might Joe use Fl- my last pick in one league. Yeah. To draft a quarterback. Just it's just food for thought. It is a food for thought. It's a nice thought. I mean, it's a nice theory. If you don't need to draft a quarterback to fill out a roster, and you want to draft another running back, wide receiver on the bubble, then go for it. We'll have to. Well, I'm sending. I'm sending my food back. But on that note, you can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam or on most podcast platforms, including iTunes and now iHeartRadio. This is The Fantasy Fam, signing off. 